When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to this early exclusive episode only on Star Wars Theory Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey everyone, welcome back to another video. Today we're going to be going over Star Wars issue number 35, a choice that will chart the fate of the galaxy. Now this is an issue that came out in 2020 and this was requested by a viewer during Nerd Theory a couple of nights ago. The reason for this is because in this comic issue, Luke Skywalker finally gets his green lightsaber. And it's through the course of the new, you know, Disney way of essentially turning his lightsaber crystal, which is a neutral color, to green. Now, if you remember many years ago, I think it was about four to five years ago, I made a video when I was covering a lot of the Vader comics, how Vader made his crystal red. And this was through the way of bleeding, which is how Sith make their crystals red. We learn a lot of information in this comic issue about it, both the Sith way and the Jedi way. So let's get right into it. Essentially, the rundown is after the damage of Luke's lightsaber at the hands of the kill droids, Luke needed a new one. So he and R2 went to the Imperial occupied planet of Christophe in search of kyber crystals. And this is where he met the mysterious Greta, who has her own personal vendetta against the Empire. She agreed to help Luke until they were attacked. Luckily, the kyber expert they were searching for arrived just in time. But he wants Luke's lightsaber. As we land on Christophsis, we see Luke standing before someone mysterious. You want me to give you my lightsaber? Why? The mysterious kyber crystal collector holds one up to Luke as he says, yeah, you're right. I guess I was a little blunt. I'll tell him, I'll tell him. And where he's not talking to Luke or anyone else, but the kyber crystals themselves. So this guy obviously is a little bit loony, but I think every sort of scientist or genius is. Luke, meet Dr. Quada. He's who I brought you out here to meet. Quada, this is Luke Skywalker. You're right. He does need your help. Is he all right, Greta? It seems like he thinks those crystals are talking to him. The scene gets a little funny, a little comical, and we learn that, you know, this guy, Dr. Quada, is okay, but he's just a little bit loopy in the head. But he actually has a gift where he's able to talk to the crystals. And this is where we start to learn that these crystals aren't just regular crystals. Kyber crystals, indeed, are almost sentient in a way. They're alive. They can feel. They can think. And this is going to lead us into a really interesting part of the comic in just a minute here. So let's continue. Luke apologizes, hands him his broken lightsaber, and Dr. Quada takes it apart and holds up the yellow crystal. Now, if you're wondering why he has a yellow lightsaber at this time, it's because in the comics, Luke went to this place, which I covered in a very old video, and I can't remember too much of it, but he went to this old place, this old temple, and he fought the ghost of the Grand Inquisitor, who was entombed there for all of eternity by Darth Vader. 
pretty far-fetched story, but I mean, hey, it is Star Wars, so far-fetched doesn't really go a long way. Dr. Quada holds up the yellow cracked crystal to his lenses. Yeah, like I thought. There's your problem. Your little buddy here is dang near broken in half. It's doing its best for you, but I don't know what you expect. They're minerals, not miracle workers. Is there anything you can do? Dr. Quada talks about making the crystal happier and talks to it a little bit. The crystal tells Dr. Quada that Luke is having a bit of a trouble with the force at this time. One thing I want to highlight here is that Dr. Quada is talking about the intricacies of the lightsaber, that it's very difficult to create one, put one together. And Luke mentions and rather admits that he didn't have much time as a Jedi to learn anything else other than the essentials by saying, I had a lot to learn and not much time. Dr. Quada talks about the crystal and the lightsaber saying that it's kind of weird. It makes me think that it was originally an old temple guard saber, but these innards, did you build this Luke? Luke says, no, I found it in a ruined Jedi temple, but I've worked on it some, so has my R2 unit. This part took me back a little bit because I had this book a long time ago, it must have been over 20 years ago, where it went over the lightsaber from episode one, I believe it was Qui-Gon's, in a visual dictionary, and it went over all the different knobs and pieces, and this is where we get that bit of information here as well. A lightsaber has five main parts, the power cell, the casing, the focusing lens, the emitter, and the crystal. The rest is just wiring, an on-off switch, and whatever fancy extra bits people want to build in. All in all, though, it's a pretty simple device. The crystal's the key. It focuses not just the energy from the power cell, but also the force itself. If you get a good connection between crystal and wielder, it should almost feel like the saber's moving by itself. You don't even have to think about it. Or that's what they say. I'm no Jedi, no Sith either. I wouldn't know. Did you ever feel anything like that, Luke? And so once again, this is pretty cool because we get to see and learn how lightsabers, if they are in tuned with their user, are really able to move without the user really thinking. It's kind of like a ultra instinct Goku, where the lightsaber and the Jedi or Sith move in unison. Kind of like, you know, Harry Potter wands, I guess. The wand matches the wizard. Luke says both the sabers that he's owned were good tools. However, this one in particular, the yellow one, feels different than Anakin's, than his father's. But neither is exactly what Quad is describing, he says. That's because you found this one. You didn't choose it, and it didn't choose you. Guessing the other one was something similar. Luke says it was a gift. It belonged to my father. He was a great Jedi once. There you go, that's better, but not quite there either. So Dr. Quada says that he's going to fix the yellow crystal, but he has a favor for Luke first, and he wants him to turn this red crystal into a different color by purifying it. And he says that he's wanted to do this, however, he can't because he's not a Jedi and he does not have the force. But there's supposedly a way to pull the dark side out of red crystals. I've never seen it done, and it requires the force. That's why I want you to do it. It'll be fascinating to observe, a huge boon to my research. I want to help, but I've never even heard of that. I wouldn't know where to begin. So a bit of a history lesson here, when George owned Star Wars, the legend's way of turning a Sith crystal or a crystal red was actually through synthetic means. So the crystal itself was synthetic and the user, the Sith, the dark side user, would put it in a furnace and pour their hatred into it for days on end. And when it's done, it's ready to harness the powers of hatred, fury, anger, and the dark side. But now the new way, of course, is to pour all of your hatred into the crystal and it basically just suffers and it 
bleeds and turns red. And the inverse of that is to purify it, which is what Ahsoka did with the Inquisitor's lightsaber crystals in the Ahsoka novel, which I'm hoping we're going to see in the Ahsoka show. This is where she actually purified them by relieving them of their pain, and we're going to learn about that in just a minute here. This is why her sabers are white. Greta says that her people would purify crystals all the time in the days of the Sith, but she can't do it. This is the cool part. In order to turn ordinary kyber crystals must be bled. A dark side practitioner pours their rage and pain and fear through the crystal, leaving it vibrating in scarlet agony, like a feedback loop. I see. To heal it, you do the opposite. Use the light side and your own joy and hope to create resonance to offset the pain created by the bleeding. It's not a battle. It's a soothing, a calming, a healing. And this is very much the Jedi and Sith way. One is to destroy and pour pain into things and harness anger, and the other one is to heal. This is one reason why Sith can never use Force Heal. They can use Force Drain, which essentially just takes the life force of something else and adds it to their own. To heal the crystal, you must connect deeply with the dark side user whose suffering created it. So this is also something I didn't know. They actually have to connect with the dark side user. So let's say we took Vader's lightsaber crystal. I'm sure Luke could really purify that one. It sounds painful. I've never done anything like this before, but I'll try. So Luke takes this red kyber crystal and is teleported into this place where I guess the crystal has some sort of memory. We see some creepy Sith looking palace or tomb where there are a whole bunch of delegates and these guys are wearing hats much like Sim Salu, which this was, you know, one of the dudes in Palpatine's crew of confidants from the original trilogy. There are a bunch of weird hat wearing guys. Anyways, this lady who seems to be the empress of all of these Sith cultists, I assume, notices that Luke has appeared there. Be welcome. Approach and tell me your name. I would know how and why you have entered my hole. I meditated on a red kyber crystal. I was trying to heal it, but I wasn't expecting anything like this. I was told you were told you would find pain and rage and fear and suffering and sorrow. You came here to heal me, but what if I do not want to be healed? I am not sick, young master. Your ministrations would, to me, be a form of violence. You have experienced violence, I think. You have experienced pain. What? Says Luke. We can use it together. No, no, I... And at this point, Luke is transported to what looks like Mustafar and Vader's castle. And this is kind of the same sort of look that we saw in the Vader comics with Darth Momin when Vader went into the, what I thought was a sort of time in between the world between worlds where he is looking back on everything that transpired during his life, however then was attacked by the entire Jedi Council in some weird, creepy way. And then Padme showed up and she threw herself off the balcony. It was really quite horrifying. Now we know this person here is Luke because we can see that his arm is the only piece that is not belonging to him, which has been cut off by his father, as this takes place after the Empire Strikes Back. As he sees his father, he is surprised and something purifies in his hand. Ah, Luke, are you all right? What happened? Yes, exactly, what happened? Tell me what you saw. I think I saw my father, the great Jedi. What would a great Jedi be doing inside a red kyber crystal? So Luke clearly failed that attempt. However, then the doctor gives him something less traumatic and gives him a clear kyber crystal. He says it's a raw, young kyber crystal, only a million or so years old, and it's kind of chatty. So this guy's full on having conversations with kyber crystals, and it's kind of interesting to see that they're actually alive and talk, I guess through the force. The doctor tells Luke to just connect with it and see what happens. What will I see? You will see either what it wishes to show you or 
whatever you bring with you. So this process is much like the cave on Dagobah. And so Luke sits and meditates and says, fine, it can't be worse than the red one. But the force is feeling a little wobbly again. Not sure I'll be able to do much. Don't worry, Luke. My little friends will keep me updated on what's going on with the force. If it starts to recede, we'll pull you right out. Here we go again. And this is where the comic gets pretty trippy. Master Yoda, are you really here? Here I am. Luke, where else should I be? This isn't real. None of this is real. But I'm going to ask another question anyway. Where have you been? I reached out to you with the Force so many times, you never answered. I've been trying so hard to learn everything I need to know on my own. I've been hurt, so hurt, and it's also confusing. Why couldn't you just help me? Hmm. All Jedi must walk their own path. Know this, you do. Or return to me, you would have. You did not wish to speak to me, Luke. And so, you did not. A great decision lies before you. It has nothing to do with the Force or being a Jedi. About yourself, this decision will be until you make it a Jedi. You cannot be. And so we see that Luke is in a complete trance and it's kind of like Elle in Stranger Things when nobody else from the outside can reach her because she's full on in another dimension. And what I think about this is that Luke actually visited the Force Ghost Realm, which is pretty remarkable because we haven't seen anything like that yet. And I always wondered, what is that place? Because it must exist. This is hopeless. You say so much, but you never tell me anything. I don't have time for this. I'll learn what I need to from the Jedi text I found. Found one of the sacred texts you did. Well done, my student. I sure did, and I did it without your help. I'll be fine. I appreciate everything you've taught me, but I'm going to leave now. Goodbye, Master Yoda. As you wish, Luke. What am I saying? What am I doing? Saying goodbye to a figment of my imagination? Time to get out of here. Get my saber and go home. Ugh. Okay, I'm ready to go now. Leave? Said you would. Yet here you remain. Perhaps your Jedi text includes a chapter about graceful exits. Hmm? I'm trying. I don't know what's wrong. And on the outside, Luke is still completely in a trance. The Force, it's pulled back from me. It's been doing this lately. I don't know where it goes. I don't know what to do. <sighs> Luke, what night it is? Is the sun gone? I mean, of course not. Of course. Obvious it is. Goodbye, my apprentice. Hmm? Thoughts, have you? Still, after all he has learned, he is not ready. Yes, but learned much he has. Came here, he did. Even if understand what he was doing, he did not. When the time comes, ready, he will be. Wow, it's green! Luke wakes up and sees that his lightsaber crystal in his palm is actually green from his conversation with Yoda. And really, I guess all it took was that last little phrase by Yoda to make him reawaken with the Force and connect back to the Force itself. And that was when Yoda said, when night falls, is the sun really gone? And that just means essentially that when you don't feel the Force or when you don't have the Force, does that mean the Force doesn't exist? Does that mean the Force isn't there anymore? Of course, the answer is no. So Luke leaves, even though the doctor was trying to essentially bait him and see what happens as an experiment, even if it meant Luke would die in the crystal or be trapped in there forever. He ends up taking the green crystal with him and the red one as well, maybe one day being able to heal it. He thanks Greta and gets out of there, saying that he learned things that he never thought he would, saying that the biggest battles are yet to come, but before then, I have some thinking to do. And so that completes this comic issue. Now, my thoughts about it are that I really don't like the fact that Luke made this random kyber crystal green. I much would have rather preferred if it were Qui-Gon's green crystal, which he had found in Obi-Wan Kenobi's box, which 
Obi-Wan carried Qui-Gon's crystal and his lightsaber with him, as well as in that same box was also Anakin's lightsaber, which he tinkered and gave to Luke later on in life. However, I think something that would have been much more meaningful would have been to have taken Qui-Gon's crystal out of the box by Luke and used it for his own lightsaber, which looks exactly like Obi-Wan's pretty much, and the schematics for that were given to him by Obi-Wan in Obi-Wan's journal. So, yeah, okay, it's interesting information for sure in this one about kyber crystals and their new way of being purified and the whole thing with yoda and the netherworld of the force is at least what i thought it was unless it was all in just in his mind and imagination which i don't think so i think the crystal itself teleported him into a new world of purely the force so while that was fun and interesting and new i much would have rathered it to not be some sort of generic raw kyber crystal that needed to be imbued with the force of some sort of caliber. I would have much rather have been something a little more sentimental, like Qui-Gon Jinn's. That's my thoughts and breakdown. And bringing this comic issue to life, I definitely missed bringing these comics to life and doing the voices and as silly as they are, they're really enjoyable. So I hope you enjoyed it along with me. I'll catch you all in the next episode here on Star Wars Theory. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember, the force will be with you always.